Please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to Annapolis A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friend? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. Can't ask for better than that. Hey, have you taking your medication the way you're supposed to? Are you getting your medication delivered to you? Are you getting your medication? That's the most important thing. Are you keeping up with your exercises from rehab? Very important. How about your, your food? How are you on your food? You getting food delivered or you getting you getting food in the house? That's very important too. And are you socially distancing yourself from other people? Very important. How are you making out with this pandemic, this coronavirus, this COVID-19? It's rough, but we got to do it. We, we got to do it. And we're strong because you know what? As people with disabilities, we've had to do this right along. So this is nothing new to us. Nothing new. But I tell you what, I had a bad week this week, a, a really bad week. And I'm going to I'm gonna sound off about it today. And I'm sounding off about it to every person that has a disability and even people that don't have a disability. You know, I went grocery shopping with my wife last weekend and I sat in the car because she doesn't let me out of the car. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the car and I'm, I'm watching. Now, I didn't park in a handicapped spot because... She's not handicapped, and I could drive up to the door and get her. So I watched these people. First, it was two kids pull into a handicapped spot. Now, they had a plate on the car that said handicapped. Neither one of them were handicapped. They jumped out. They looked like they were, I don't know, high school football players, ran into the store. They got what they had to get, came back out, dropped it back in the car, pulled out. They needed that handicapped spot like they needed a hole in the head. In the meantime, while they were in the store... I watched somebody else walking up from down the line with a cane. That could have been a spot for them. It's okay. I watched this other guy. I'm going to call him Enrique Suave. He came out all greased back hair, pushing a cart, gets to his car, throws some stuff in the back of the, in the trunk of the car. Then he takes garbage out of his car, puts it in the cart, and pushes it into the shaded area where the uh, handicapped parking is. The cart corral, the place where you put the empty carts, with the garbage can, was right across from him. But this was two spots away. So he thought that this was a better place. The hell with the people that need that shaded area to get in and get out of their car. Maybe with a wheelchair or a walker. He doesn't care because his time is more important, I guess. It makes me sick. Then you get the other people that think, well, you know what? There's other carts there. Let me just push them there. By the time they left, by the time I was leaving, there was probably four or five carts that were pushed into the shaded area. Then you get the other morons that take their carts and they bump the front wheel up onto the curb and leave the back wheels hanging into the handicapped spot. I don't understand. What is the problem? <laughs> Are they mad that there's a handicapped spot? Do they think that we're getting some kind of uh, special treatment? No. We're not. We need the spot up there. People will say, no, you don't. You have no business going shopping if you're handicapped. Really? Are you going to go shopping for me? Are you going to go pick up my groceries for me? Are you going to do my shopping? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. 
and I, I really can't take too much more of it. I watch these other people that just park in the handicapped spot because they don't want to walk. And there's no handicap placket. And do you think a cop would come by and issue a summons? I'll tell you a story. I, and this happened to me personally. I was in Rite Aid. And my wife went into the store. And I pulled into the handicapped spot. It was towards the end of the night. There was only one other car in the parking lot that was also parked in the handicapped spots. Now I'm sitting in the car. A cop comes up, knocks on my window. And he says to me, uh, what are you doing here? I said, my wife's in the store. Well, you're parked in the handicap. This is a $1,000 fine. $1,000? I never heard of anyone getting one, but okay. He says, are you handicapped? I said, yes, I'm, I'm an amputee. He says, I don't see a placard on your window. He says, so according to the township, the state, you're not handicapped. The fact that I'm missing a leg doesn't mean that, <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm not handicapped. So I pull out the placard. I put it up. He says, all right, next time remember to put it up. He pulls out. So I just happened to look at the car next to me when I was pulling out. There was no plate with the insignia on it, you know, the little guy in the wheelchair. And there was no placard in the window. But he didn't give them a ticket. What is it, selective prosecution? I don't understand. That should be number one job. If you're coming into a parking lot and you're looking at cars, if you see a car that's parked in a handicapped spot that doesn't have the placket and there's no one in the car, ticket them. Enough. But they don't enforce that rule so people don't take, people don't take it seriously. But let's go back to the grocery store for a second. This kills me because before all of this pandemic came about, I used to go into the store with my wife. And what we would do is I would pull up, my wife would go into the store, get one of the electric go-karts, bring it out. I'd park the car in a handicapped spot and we'd go into the store. When we'd come out, my wife would take the handicapped cart the go-kart and bring it back into the store and I drive up to the door and meet her and this way it was in there for someone else. I watched this fat lady, okay? There was nothing else wrong with her other than the fact that she was fat. I'm telling you, this woman hung off both sides of the cart, but she got out to the car with her friend or relative, whoever it was. She got off the cart. She was able to load the car. She was able to walk over to the garbage pail, put something in the garbage pail, which was great. I'm glad she did that. But then she took the go-kart, the electric cart, and left it in the middle of a handicapped parking spot. That kills me. Now, what happens when a handicapped person pulls up and they can't get out of the car to move the go-kart? And you might be saying, well, they might be able to use it. But what if they can't get out to move it out of the spot? And now it's left out there. Suppose it rains. Now it's out there getting wet. Who's going to go and sit on a wet go-kart? Yeah, and you, you, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, this is trivial. Dry it off. To a handicapped person, to a person that has handicap, this is a big thing. You know, so Matilda there, I had her to our cast of characters. We have Matilda, we have Enrique Suave, and we have Biff and Jeff, the two... Uh, Entitled kids that think they're special. She just thinks it's perfectly okay. Her friend could have brought the cart back into the store and had it plugged in and charged it up for the next person. But no, she left it there. Leave it there. Let somebody else worry about it. Everyone else's time is more important, right? So then I watched this black kid come out. I'm going to call him Yusuf. Tall, lanky black kid. Comes out, rips the plastic gloves off his hands, throws them down like he's George Clooney in the operating room on ER, and then lifts his mask up and spits. Where are we, in a freaking zoo? I don't understand. You take the time to put on gloves and a mask, then you come out, rip them off and spit, and there's people around you? 
did your mother teach you no manners, people? Make me sick sometimes. And that just doesn't affect the, the disabled. That affects all of us. All of us are affected by the, by the moronic jerk-off things that these people are doing. Can you imagine? Just uh, imagine these same people, like Yusuf there, touching pro the, 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 the fat lady who can throw garbage away. She doesn't wear plastic gloves. She's not wearing latex gloves. She's in there touching your fruit and your vegetables. You know, the stores, that go, the stores are doing the right thing. They're putting up signs. They're telling you, wear gloves, wear a mask. But you know what? It's not enough just to tell people to wear gloves, wear a mask. You have to enforce it. Just like you have to enforce the handicapped parking. It's very important. But it's one thing to say, oh, the grocery workers, they're heroes. Yeah, they're in there. They're stocking shelves. They're, they're ringing up customers. And, but you have to enforce the rules. Right, you see some stores where they're outside and they're counting the people coming in and they're trying to socially distance people and everything else. That's fine. They got the one-way aisles in the stores. That's fine. But if you don't enforce it, it means nothing. And that's what that's what it's coming down to. You see a lot of grandstanding, a lot of stores. Oh yeah, we're we're making sure the they're they're keeping six feet space between people and everything else. And they're doing that outside. That's fine. But inside the store, they're not doing it. You have to enforce the rules. Otherwise, this is never going away. And I don't understand some of the stores that are even still open. How, how is Home Depot essential? How is Lowe's essential? I see more people coming out of Lowe's and Home Depot with plants than I do with parts or tools. Do like, do like Walmart does. Walmart opens up just the food part. That's essential. So you can't go in and buy a stereo, but you can go in and buy food. So if... Home Depot and Lowe's wants to be essential, open up the tools and the, and the parts departments and close, close down nursery, close down the lawn equipment. It's not essential. You're bringing people out when we're supposed to be staying put. You're bringing people out when we're supposed to be quarantined. And for what? For a plant? For a rhododendron? This all comes back to enforcement. You know, this is our lives that these people are playing with. Now, I'm sure... If you've been out of your house at all, you've looked around and you've seen places that are not essential. I can tell you, going to Fishkill, New York, there's an ice cream stand open. What is essential about an ice cream stand? There's people ganged around it. It's like a crowd on a Friday, Saturday. There's, gang there's crowds around that place. They're not socially distancing themselves. They're getting a vanilla ice cream cone with sprinkles. What about... What about pizza shops? Today, for example, I, was, I had to go to Brewster, New York today to go to a dentist. While I was there, my wife had to go to the dentist, so I'm in the parking lot. While I'm there, I'm looking at a Chinese restaurant that's open, and people are going into the Chinese restaurant, coming out with bags of food. Not one at a time, but a couple of customers at a time. What happened to curbside pickup or delivery? They're not doing that. They're going in, and they're going to the counter, and they're picking it up, and they're bringing it out. What are, right next door, there's a pastry shop. People are going into the store, coming out of the store. Right across the parking lot, there's a car wash open. What is essential about a car wash? Please, someone tell me that. There's nothing essential about a car wash. But there's five, ten people standing around in the car wash. Thankfully, there was no cars going in there. But what's essential about having a car wash open and having people standing around? No masks. Didn't see any. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I seen two or three people with masks. The rest of them were walking around, hanging out, 
eating Chinese food naturally. I watched them go over to the Chinese restaurant and come back. What What is essential about a car wash? Nothing. Nothing. Yet, it's open. The dollar store. What is essential about the dollar store? Please, someone tell me. Yep. Do you have to go in and buy a dollar Dixie cup or something? There is nothing essential about a dollar store. This, <laughs> this is a game. We need enforcement. If you keep on doing this, this is never going to go away. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see anybody losing money. I don't want to see anybody losing their livelihood. But why should it be that some of us are following the rules and some of us are just skirting all the rules and saying to hell with everybody else, I'm more important. Your time, your money, your livelihood is not any more important than anybody else's. Your life is not more important than anybody else's. We're all in this together. And by just doing the bad things is putting everyone else in jeopardy. You think that you should be able to get away with it while others quarantine themselves, while others come and shop in your store so that you get ahead, but they should quarantine themselves. It's ridiculous. And all these people are saying, well, open it up now because you're violating my rights. And if you're scared, you can stay quarantined. Let me tell you something. You should all be scared. This isn't a, 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 a flu. This isn't something that we have a shot for that you can you know, protect yourself or cure yourself. This is something that's killing us. This is killing us. So why not take take the time now? Face it head on. Do what you have to do now. This is a war. This isn't a game. This isn't the common cold. People are dying and they're dying by themselves. How bad is that? How would how would you feel, God forbid, a million times over, your child was to get this coronavirus and have to die? by themselves, in a hospital. Imagine how scared they are. Imagine how frightened your child is. Or think of this, the parent that lives in New York who has a child that's going to college in California, not knowing when the next time they're going to be able to see their child. Think about that. This is, this is not a game. And if we all work together, handicapped, disabled, able-bodied, if we all work together, we can get through this. Do what they're telling us to do. Jesus Christ. It's, you, they're telling you to stay home. That's it. They're telling you to stay home, watch TV. They're not telling you to go do hard labor somewhere. But no, you know, it, it's, like being a, it's like being a spoiled child. The two idiots that, the, the, the two spoiled white kids that come out with their daddy's car because it has a handicapped plate, they can park where they want. The, the fat lady that can, Take a go-kart because she's too fat to walk. Enrique Suave there. Hey, someone else will clean up his garbage. Youssef, the, the black kid, he'll go and spit. He'll throw shit on the floor because someone else will clean it up. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the entitled, the people who think they're entitled in our society, and think that everyone else is going to clean up after them. It's time for enforcement. It's time for enforcement. You see something, you call the police. Maybe you won't catch the people that are doing it right at the time. But you know what? When the police start getting enough calls to the same spot, maybe they'll do more patrolling. But enough is enough. Complain to the store. Complain to the store. When you go into the store and you see people that are on top of other people, complain. They're not socially distancing themselves. And this nonsense, uh, this nonsense with these stores, nurseries are open. They're not, they're not essential. What's essential about a nursery? Uh, I'm, 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 so, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. And if stores can't follow the rules, shut them down. That's how I feel. Shut them down. 
The Chinese restaurant can't can't do the curbside pickup. Shut it down. The pastry store can't do the curbside pickup. Shut it down. Enough. Enforce the enforce the rules. And this way, maybe we'll make some headroom instead of having six, seven hundred people die in a day. Let me know how you feel. Go over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. These topics are up on our group board. Let us know how you feel about all of this. Now, mind you, I'm not talking about taking the law into your own hands. I'm talking about making complaints. Call the authorities. Let them know that they're not following the rules that are set forth. Don't spend your money there. Spend your money. If you're going to spend money anywhere, spend it where they're following the rules. But enough of the enough is enough of these people that skirt the rules and expect everyone else to be fine with it. It's not fine. All right, let's move on because I got another butte for you. You're going to love. I was reading an article in the New York Post on May 6th, and it was a story coming out of California how San Francisco has gathered up all the homeless people and they put them into city-run hotels. Excellent. That's a great idea. Get them off the street, give them shelter, place to wash up, clean up. I think that's great. But here's the thing. They want to keep them from going back out on the streets. So what are they doing? They're supplying them with free cigarettes and tobacco products, free alcohol, and free drugs. Are you freaking kidding me? Where do these people, where do these people get these ideas? You're going to give people that have drug problems, alcohol problems, tobacco problems, free drugs, free tobacco, free alcohol. What about... (laughs) where does that make sense? This is sickening. I mean, think about this logically. All right. We have people that have contributed to society. They gone to work. They've paid their taxes. Now they're sick. You have people that have diabetes, can't afford their insulin. They sometimes they have to make choices whether or not they're going to take their insulin or they're going to eat, but you won't give them insulin for free. You won't give them needles for free, but you'll give a junkie dope and needles. You'll give them drugs and needles. What about cancer patients that lose everything? They're dying and they can't afford their therapy. You don't give them their therapy, their drugs for free, but you're giving it to junkies and homeless people. It's sickening. It's sickening. And again, you're giving it to the ones that think they're entitled to it. You're not giving it to the people that have contributed to society. You're giving it to the dregs of society, the people that have dragged society down, the people that take and take and take until there's no more left to take. What about the kids that are starving? You have ads on TV. Donate $19 a month, 65 cents a day so they can have rice. Meanwhile, you're giving these junkies pot. You're giving them a pack of Marlboro. You're giving them Shivers Regal, whatever the hell it is. But you're giving the kids rice. If someone will donate $19 a month. Or the kids that are in St. Jude's, the cancer treatments, donate $19 a month. But we'll give, we'll give the junkies this stuff for free because they screwed up their lives. These poor kids were born this way. There's something wrong. There's something seriously wrong with society. I'd rather, I'd rather see the dogs and the cats and the pets at the SPCA get the free money than the junkies. The junkies do it to themselves. The pets and the cats, the dogs, the kids, they didn't do it to themselves. We, we have to really step back and take a look at ourselves. When we're protecting those who, who destroy themselves and expect 
everyone else to pick up the pieces for them. Meanwhile, other people are suffering because of nothing they did wrong. There's a problem. That's something to think about. I want to thank you for stopping by today. And I'm sorry if it wasn't the most pleasant podcast. But I want you to think about what we talked about today. And I hope it makes you as angry as it makes me. If nothing else, just keep it in mind. All right, we have to watch out for each other. And we have to make it through this pandemic. And I know we will. And we'll make it through strong. I'm sure we will. But tomorrow's another day. And I promise you a more pleasant podcast tomorrow. So if you can, try to look at try to look at everything from the bright side. No one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. Sometimes it's hard to see. But if you try, you can. Okay, my friends. Listen, you've been listening to An Apple A Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. And remember this. The best medicine there is, is laugh. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to An Apple A Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.